Welcome along to LCFC Radio and LCFC TV's Extra Time here. It's been a really busy couple of days for Leicester City. They've been over in Eindhoven, they've been up to Newcastle as well. Uh, we'll assess both of those results, one being very good, one being very disappointing. Uh, in the company of Steve Walsh and Matt Elliott on this Easter Monday, gents. So thanks for giving up your uh, your bank holidays. Have, have you had nice weekends, both of you? Well, Matt, we'll get on to you, Walsh, firstly. He's probably had a better one than Matt, I think. <laughs> yeah, happy Easter, lads. Um, yeah, it's just been nice. The weather's been great. Uh, you know, still on a high from uh, Thursday, obviously, with uh, the way that things panned out in, in Europe. So, um, yeah, I think all all of Leicester has been uh, rejoicing. And uh, and I think, you know, you look at this game yesterday, it seems quickly forgotten already for me. Uh, we're still on a high from that game. So uh, I've, elim I've eliminated this one from my memory. <laughs> but... Uh, no, it was um, it was a shame, you know what happened uh, yesterday, and uh, but you know just such a late sucker punch goal that uh, that was costly. But uh, I suppose that dream of the top seven <laughs> is slipping away slightly. Uh, but we've got other things to think about, haven't we? Really. Absolutely, yeah. He's erased the game from his memory. We will talk about it for, for a little bit of time here on Extra Time before we do move on. Uh, finally, Matt, and I know it's not been a, as good a weekend for you. Walsh has got a big smile on his face. I'm surprised you, you can even manage to smile at the moment. Yeah, you get all your sympathy, don't you, from your mates. But um, no, I've just had a couple of days food poisoning in bed, basically, struggling. But uh, the weekend or the Easter break started well, didn't it? Like, say, Thursday evening was spectacular, wasn't it? And um, Everyone was bouncing all around the town. Everyone was looking to book up the tickets for Rome. And it's going to be a scramble for tickets, isn't it? And um, <clears throat> what occasion that promises to be. But unfortunately, it wasn't followed up by the result at Newcastle. And what she says, you know, conceding that late goal when it looked for all the world, it was going to peter out to a draw, didn't it? It was pretty stale in the second half. But um, <clears throat> wasn't to be. But it, it, it's not uh, calamitous, is it? You know, that's not to make light of of the game. Leicester wanted to go and win it. Of course they did. And they want to finish off the season as well as possible. But um, at the moment, strange as it seems, you know, the emphasis is on the Europa Conference, isn't it? More than the Premier League. You didn't think you'd be saying that so long ago. Yeah, I guess, Walsh, you can see from the, the, the teams that Brendan Rodgers has been playing at the moment, in the Premier League, particularly when there's games in Europe coming up or if, if, if ones have just been, he makes a lot of changes, doesn't he? And, and, and you can understand why he's doing that. Yeah, do you know what? Over the last few weeks, I've had a, I've bumped into him a couple of times and I've had a, a good, especially at the Bitchai um, statue unveiling, and uh, I, I had, you know, 10 minutes with him and uh, Matt, Matt spoke to him and Tides and, and uh, what a great bloke he is, but he was just explaining, you know, about the season and, and the way, you know, it's been a struggle, you know, rotating and getting things spot on and uh, what he's had to be up against. And, and, I, and I totally agree um, with that, but, but, you know, there's an opportunity here and, um, you know, you look at the lineup yesterday. We've uh, we've, we've made eight changes. I think it was was it eight, seven or eight anyway. And uh, yeah, you look on that bench and uh, you see these players. So it's obviously geared that that uh, you know we, it's clear for everyone to see what uh, the emphasis is on. And, um, and and so it should be. You know, I think that um, you know we want to finish as high as we can, like Matt said. And um, you know, when you look at the 
favourable games we've got left out of, uh, is it eight games left? Um, so, you know, you look at them and think there's, there's an accumulation of a lot of points available. But, uh, you know, let's get try and get this, uh, let's try and get into the final now and beat Roma and have something to look forward to for Leicester fans. And it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're still in something at this stage in the season after what we've gone through, I think is um, a fantastic achievement. And, uh, and there's an opportunity here to, and knowing Leicester, we can go and win this cup. There's no doubt in everybody's mind we can. We're capable. Uh, you know, we've got a difficult uh, game coming up um, in two legs at, in Roma. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're more than capable of Leicester, and they've showed it already in Europe. And uh, and you know, so so yeah, it's um, it's still a lot to play for. Still a lot of points in the league. We, we won't dismiss that. You know, we've got Everton coming up on Wednesday, and uh, another game. So it's uh, it's still an exciting. Um, you know, a month or two uh, left of this season, I, I feel. Yeah, I, I, whilst we sort of half touched on it, Matt, there about things that have happened this season, we've talked an awful lot, haven't we, about injuries and about everything that Brendan Rodgers has had to contend with. It just makes you think if they'd not had those issues, where Leicester could be this season, this far in this competition, obviously pushing for one of those European places, up until maybe yesterday, until that that result, you, you could have said Leicester were just about still in that hunt as well. Yeah, unfortunately, well, we'll never know, will we? But um, you know, who knows? They might have been competing in the latter stages of a different European competition if they had the full strength squad throughout. But it's part and parcel of, of football, isn't it? Going through the campaign, you know, you have highs and lows, and you have bouts where things go against you. Um, and yet you have to deal with that adversity when it comes along. But in this case with Leicester, it, it was, you know, the injuries were extreme, weren't they? And I think probably affected Leicester more than any other team I can remember, never mind this season, really. It was you know, almost catastrophic um, to some degree. But as best as possible, they dealt with it. Um, there, there was some lean periods, weren't there? But I think I think people, maybe in the, on a national level, people are quick to be uh, critical of Leicester, saying, oh, they can't sustain it and they're looking to fall away. And a couple of comments by Brendan Rodgers were turned negatively. Um, but I think people in and around the club, supporters, the likes of ourselves, directors, staff, etc., all realised what the problems have been this season. I think, you know, the same would be said of, of most clubs throughout throughout the league. I mean, even to the extent of Liverpool, we saw what happened to them when they had multiple injury situation. So um, it can happen to the best of them. But I think, yeah, it, without doubt, it's a genuine reason for, for Leicester not quite firing on all cylinders consistently. They haven't found that regularity. Um, hopefully they'll find it coming into the end of the season. The signs are that they will. but um, And the signs are good going forward for next season as well. What did you make of, of the game yesterday, Walsh? It, it started fairly well for, for Leicester's yeah. rotated players, didn't it? Well, yeah, it started with an Amati uh, uh, booking, I think, straight away, didn't he? I don't know what, I, I think it was Amati, wasn't it, who got... Yeah. Did he get booked after about three minutes? And uh, thought, oh no, you know, especially at Newcastle because the atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable. It was like back to the old days 
Um, you know, I've played there many a time and, and I still believe it's one of them stadiums, the most stadiums that is an incredible atmosphere when they've got the home fans behind them. And, um, and it's a scary place to go to some, you know, and so first of all, you had to, you know, handle that atmosphere. Leicester are pretty good at that, you know, uh, they're not intimidated by anything. Um, and yeah, they, they started well and did their fair share of possession. Uh, there wasn't much created from both teams in, in the whole game, but still, um, you know, there you know, were signs and uh, for, a, for a makeshift team, you would say, really, um, it, it looked good and it was very well organised. The shape was there. They understood what they were doing. They, they had a well-worked corner that, that was a training ground move that, that got them into the lead. Um, uh, you know, for me, that was a terrific uh, move when you play it back. And, uh, you know, the strong shot from Luckman and, um, and a flick from Perez, wasn't it? It was a brilliant, brilliant uh, goal. And you could see it had been um, executed on the training ground, you know, and, tr and looked at. So that was, that was good to see. Do you think it was planned exactly how it went for, for Perez to flick it back to Luckman in that position? Well, maybe flicking it on more in, in, in an area? What, what yeah, think? I think he, he was trying to flick into an area. I think you're right. But uh, he adjusted well and, um, and it just looked... It, it obviously worked, you know, that out on the, that training ground. I don't know if it was exactly to the, to the point of how he was going to flick it like that. But uh, it, it was still well worked. It looked good. And, and it was a great start for us. And to get in front there um, was important in that game. Um, you know, it was a scrambled goal for the, for the equaliser, um, which, which really, when I look back at both the goals uh, for Newcastle, you see that the second one took a deflection. In, and, and when your look's not in sometimes, it ain't in. And that, and that clearly wasn't, you know, for Leicester, the, the, the team's bad luck. And, you know, you look at Schmeichel, he's, he's, he's just a, a, a scrambled mess. And, uh, and and it was a goal when you slow it down, you could see he's not fouled anyone, he's not done anything wrong. Uh, that Gimores, is it? I think that's Bruno Gimores. So it, it was um, for him scoring his first goal at Newcastle and he brought the stadium alight. You, you heard the, the noise levels uh, go. And, um, you know, I just look at that second goal. Did we need to press as high? Uh, could we have took Willock out? Could Tielemans Thielem, have took him out on, the, on that, you know, and took a book in? Uh, I, I don't know whether he'd already been booked. I don't think he had Tielemans. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, it might have been worth, um, you know, the booking, really, if, if you will. I don't like to say that, but uh, it, it certainly wouldn't, they wouldn't have scored from it. So, you know, when I look back at this game, it, we were very unlucky. And, um, you know, I think a point would have been a, a fair result. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I thought second half we played some good stuff, good possession, and uh, well drilled, well organised, and uh, yeah. So, so you can count yourselves a little bit unlucky with with how the goals happened, but um, still, it, it, you know, like I say, I, I told you before, Dan. I, I was at a friend's barbecue, and uh, I actually went in two minutes. I've done it again. I've done it twice this season. And, and as soon as then I heard this, oh, no, what's going on? And then they scored in a 95th minute. I'll never, I, I said I'd never do it again, and I've done it. And uh, I've jinxed us, so it's, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, watch till the very end, Walshie, watch till the very end. Um, yeah. Do you think tiredness and fatigue, Matt, came into it at, at the end for Leicester? I know they'd made the changes, but as, as Walshie says, it was Yuri Tielemans that, that was tracking. He's played an awful lot of football this season. He, he hasn't been rotated at all in, in recent weeks. He's playing every single game as well. Could, could that maybe have been a factor, do you think? Yeah, possibly, individually. Um, I don't think collectively there's any excuse for that because you know, the changes that have been made. and These players, a lot of them, although 
you know, in some respect, you could say makeshift or um, you know, being pieced together. But a lot of these players have played together over a period of time because of the injuries that we've spoken about. They've all had a lot of game time. Most of Iose Perez aside, possibly. But um, I thought Leicester were, you know, certainly in the second half, were relatively in control. And they, I think they almost sort of settled between themselves for the point possibly might produce something out of nothing. I don't think they, I think they were just caught a little bit off guard, really. Um, but you talk about fatigue, possibly, with, with, with Tillemans. I mean, in, I don't know, in my mind, he, he's not the most mobile of midfielders. I mean, he's a wonderful player, but athleticism is not his strength. Willock, certainly... In his case, it is. I mean, he was fresh, wouldn't he? He'd come on, uh, just went flying down that left-hand side of Newcastle, didn't he? And I think, you know, Tillemans possibly would have tried to take him out, as all she says, but didn't get close enough. Willock didn't give him the chance, basically. But, so, yeah, there's a couple of things, isn't there? Marcy could have perhaps gone, closed down a little bit quicker, a little bit more purposefully. But, you know, he got the touch, didn't he, Willock? Luke's done well at the end of the day. Jewsby yeah, Hall, if you look at that, could be tracking Gumares. But he did for the majority of it. He realised he was the wrong side, got back on level terms, and just, I think I think Jewsby Hall basically thought the ball's not coming across because it seemed to be crowded out. So he switched off a touch. Well, she says, when your luck's not there, it's not there. Yeah, the ball sort of squirmed its way across, and Jewsby Hall's thinking, ah. Oh, I should have seen it through now. I didn't think that was going to happen. Just little things like that. I mean, fair play to Gamara, fair play to Willett. From their point of view, it's an excellent goal. But, um, yeah, Leicester just got a bit caught on the hop, I think, as much as anything. I don't think... If there was any problem with fatigue with Tillemans, I don't think he'd be playing as regularly. For some reason, he can churn out performances, can't he? It hasn't been his best this season. I think probably he'd admit that. But um, still a quality performer. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers will see the stats, etc. And you know, if he was showing fatigue, he wouldn't be playing him as regularly as he does. So I don't think he'd really use that as any excuse. Will changes be made again for Wednesday, Walshy, do you think? Yes, I think they possibly will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You clearly, like we've seen against Newcastle, he's going to be investing in certain players. But don't forget also, you you do need players going into games with a bit of rhythm, a bit of, you know, I, I always seem to think that, you know, in our day especially, that when you're playing each week, you know, you get solid, everything just seems to fall into place. And you can get on a, on a, on a you know, without disrupting and ch- too many changes. I think that, so, but but you know when you look at the, the you've got players coming back from serious injuries and and he must be looking Brendan must have been looking at game time because this is how they do it now he's looking at how much game time has he had yeah what does he need now to be in tip top condition and the temptation for a manager it must be especially when you've got Fafana you've got a Vardy you've got um, uh, a Johnny Evans on the sidelines before you know these games. He must have been tempted to, you know, come on, lads, let's, let's, we want to, uh, but they won't take risks. They will never take risks with injuries because that could cost the player. You know, I don't care if Fardy doesn't play again this season. As long as he comes back, you know, fully, fully fit 
and you know there's no point um, in in doing this in a, in a stage of the season that we are in now as much as it is important um, next season is going to be very vitally important so you know there's things that a manager has to look at and uh, I think there will be a few changes yeah I do. I think you'll see um, some of the, the 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 ones who are on the bench come. You know, the the big players coming back in it again, uh, just to get some more minutes and get game time. It's up to Brendan whether he gives them an hour. And you know, I'm guessing that we've got players, you know, good enough to 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 do this and to rotate. And uh, he said something before the Newcastle game. He must have thought two games ahead and, and for this competition as well. So he's looking at Everton and looking at Spurs. Is it Spurs after Everton? Uh, uh, Villa. Uh, Villa, yes. Villa, yes, yeah. Villa, sorry. And then we go into the Roma home leg, don't we? Um, I think so. Um, yeah, he's obviously looked at these three games and um, and he knows what he's going to do. But each game, you, you know, there'll be other players like, well, like we've looked at Tielemans. Maybe it's time just to give him um, a rest against Everton to try and get you know, that um, fluidity back in, in into him because uh, he's, he's, a, he's a key player. Um, so it'll be interesting what Brendan does. But I do, you know, the, to the question, I, I think there will be changes. And, um, you know, we, we know how strong we can play when we've got um, that 11 that I think every supporter and every, but all of us know is our tip-top uh, team that on on the day. So it's hard to get that through a season now for every team. You know, you see all the top teams, Liverpool, City, they, they just can't do this all the time. And uh, this is why it's so important to have um, a good squad and um, and you know and a big squad. Uh, there'll be fans of Burnley, Matt, I think, watching the game intently on on Wednesday evening. Obviously, <laughs> hoping that that Leicester can get a result against Everton. For, for Everton, obviously, they have everything to fight for, don't they, heading into this game? And you'd expect the home crowd to be right behind them. Well, yeah, they have had for a while, though, haven't they? And they've been able to produce results and all performances uh, the majority of the time. Strange sequence of events, really, isn't it, at Everton? You know, the managerial changes that they've had, the supposed quality of managers that they've had at their disposal, no one can seem to find the solution there and I don't know there's a whole catalogue of uh, errors have been made haven't they along the way you know poor recruitment etc and yeah plugging holes everywhere really trying to find find an answer really I think Lampard probably scratching his head a little bit up there on Merseyside they're wondering quite what the how to resolve things but um yeah, they're certainly in a very precarious situation, aren't they? You say about Burnley fans, that the Burnley missed opportunity for them probably at the weekend. Um, taking the lead, missing a penalty, then conceding. Happy to get the draw. But it's another point uh, towards Everton. I think, what is it? Are they one point behind, is it? With three. Three points behind, sorry, but with extra game, isn't it? So this is like probably the game in hand, is it? I don't know if Burnley are playing midweek. But... Um, yeah, Everton, I don't know. Not only Frank Lampard scratches his head, me as well, I suppose. 40,000 Evertonians. But um, I, I think those what she says, they'll be changed. I think Leicester will have a bit of a go up there. I don't think for a number of reasons that you know, Leicester will just go and make the numbers up. I think they'll put out a very strong team. Again, agree with Walshie <clears throat> in terms of 
his selection will be influenced by the, the, the Villa game stroke the first tie against Roma. So they'll probably be, you know, give a stronger, stronger <clears throat> lineup against Everton. Perhaps a bit of Nixon match against Villa, and then all for the big game in the Europa Conference. But um, yeah, you, you never quite know how games are going to go against Everton because they've got the capabilities, haven't they? They've got certainly individual players that can perform on any given night, but they're very erratic individually, uh, and that's also reflected in, in their collective performance as well. So um, the, the, the crowd will surely be, be up for it. That's, that's one guarantee. But uh, I fancy Leicester to go there and get something, although it's going to be... Uh, they'll have to have the right mental approach, though, as is always the case, but in particular because they say it's going to be a red-hot atmosphere. Yeah, they, they've obviously got quality players, Walshy, which is probably another reason why it is so surprising where, where they find themselves in, in the table this season. Yeah, I mean, you can clearly see that um, they have lost all confidence. You know, things go, go wrong very quickly with Everton. I think if Leicester can get, you know, this first goal in the first, you know, and, and the first half an hour of that game is so important, I think that Everton fans are going to turn against the team um, and the manager soon because this has got critical. Uh, they are in a position where... Um, you know, I was surprised at the Deli Ali signing. I, I was, I looked at Demory Gray, and every Leicester fan thinks that we should have kept him. But I, I know there's reasons as footballers why he's not been kept, and he's not consistent enough. Um, is Demory Gray? He's a trick. Listen, he's had a good, he's had a good season by all uh, accounts. You know, when he first but first comes, he tends to do that a lot. When he first goes to a club. You know, in them first few months, he's, he's electric, he's brilliant. And, um, and, but it's after that and that consistency that you don't get from a player like him. And that's the reason why he left Leicester City, because they know he's tried, they've tried and tested him and he's not come, stepped up to the mark when, it, when it's been needed. But, uh, but saying that, when you're down there, you need, you need players who um, have got a bit of guile and a bit of something about them and a bit of courage and um, and I didn't I don't see that in, in some of the players. Rich Allison, he can be erratic, and his temperament changes. Um, you know, you can see the frustrations they've got. Calvert Lewin doesn't. He's not come back into. You know, he's been out for a while, and and he's been um, questioned a lot. That he's you know he's not playing well. Um, but like Matt said, at home with their fans, you know, if they do get um, a chance early on or, or in that first half an hour, they get on top, they'll, you know, the crowd will, will be with them all the way. There's no doubt. So it's up to Leicester that they silence that and then, you know, they turn the screw on Everton because they're in a position for a reason and, and they don't look like they're going to get out of it. Um, but you know, one win and uh, they've got a game in hand on other teams. So they should do. They should be getting out of this trouble. But when you're down there, it's a lot different. It's hard to to uh, to get out, get out of. And uh, so certain players uh, feel the pressure more than others. And that's when you need leaders and, uh, and, and top experienced players to help the others get through it. And it doesn't seem like they've got that. Uh, word on, on Roma, Walshie. Obviously, that's the, the semi-final yeah. of, of the conference. Well, already been you talking. know what? As soon as we got through, I had all my mates say, I'm going to Rome. They're all booking more than the, 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 the uh, everyone we've got, you know, booking flights and uh, wondering how they're going to get there. Am I going? Am I not? And uh, it's terrific that, you know, Leicester love it when you're in Europe. And, uh, you know, we have been for the last few seasons, haven't we? Um, and, and, and again, it's, um, you kind of look at 
the, the Community Shield, the, the FA Cup and are we, are we capable? Of course we are. And, um, you know, but we've got three games, hopefully, left in that competition, you know, with beating Roma, if we, if we can. And then you've got final with Marseille. Uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting final. And uh, so, so, look, it's great times for Leicester fans at the minute. And our season's not over by any means. So it's, it's still an exciting enthralling um, end to the season. Roma are going to be tough, um, especially again in a volatile place to go. Um, so that's important that we deal with that. And uh, if we've got these players and, and you know, for Fauna, we've got, hopefully we, we know that he's, he's coming back to his best already. He's, he's, he's fitted straight back in. Johnny Evans, um, you know, just his, his uh, presence is, is, is great. Uh, I've just got a, a small feeling that Jamie Vardy is going to pop out the, the, somewhere and surprise us all. Um, but but that's you know me dreaming of uh, of him. But they, maybe they're protecting him now for that. I don't know. Um, uh, but but listen, whatever we do, we're capable, and uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting over the next few weeks. Uh, when you look at Roma, Matt, obviously fifth in, in Serie A, they don't look as if they're going to really close down that gap in, into fourth, but they've got their, their big city rivals, Lazio, just behind them. So the league form's very, very important for them, which could maybe play a, a, a part and, and be a factor in this time. In terms of selections, you mean? So, yeah, yeah possibly. Obviously the fact that they won't potentially be able to do as, as much rotation as Leicester can. Yeah, no, exactly. It's strange, isn't it? It's become a factor. Um, it, it's sort of finding that balance really is, is a big part of a, a manager stroke coach's job these days. And I think Brendan Rogers knows that more than anyone, the way he's had to deal with things this campaign. But um, no one more experienced than certain Mr. Mourinho is there, I suppose, at dealing with that scenario. But you're right. Yeah. I'm, and also, I think Leicester can take confidence from the fact that how well they did, particularly in the home leg uh, against, well, not leg as much, home game, uh, against Napoli. You know, Napoli going pretty well in, in Syria. Um, and I thought, you know, Leicester went sort of toe-to-toe against them, didn't they? And I thought, yeah, I thought that was probably their best performance in Europe this season, albeit only a draw. You know, giving, giving, not giving, but conceding two late goals. But I thought that was a real spirited performance. You know, some kind of good goals and uh, real energetic display against a quality team. Um, you know, Leicester went up against Napoli. Came up short eventually, yeah, but only by a very slim margin. Um, you know, over the course of the two games, should we say, within the league process. So I think that will give them confidence to go up against Roma. Um, you know, lots been made of how good Wren were, um, and also PSV. You know, for some reason, the the foreign opposition gets trumped up a little bit. I think, you know, Wren, very capable side. So are Leicester. Um, you know, Leicester are sort of deemed European novices, which to a degree is is probably true, but they've shown that they were able to deal with both those sides. Why not Roma? It's going to be a different proposition. Don't get me wrong. You know, you've got <laughs> genuine experience in the manager and obviously a, a number of the players, the atmosphere, etc. Just the whole thing about going to Rome, isn't it? It's a huge occasion, even for these players who are pretty experienced, some of them, in international, so European football. 
going to be a huge occasion for them. But, you know, as I always say, these sorts of scenarios bring out the best in people. Or certainly they should do. And I think Leicester have got enough players who've got enough about them uh, to not go, not be reserved when they, when they go into this tie. You know, I, don't, I don't think, Matt, um, that we've hit the levels either yet in this competition that, that we're capable of. I think we can, we, we've got a few more gears to, to, to hit, really, you know. Um, yet we've progressed to this stage now. And um, I still don't think we've played our best football in this competition yet. So, you know, let, let's see what happens. But I think we've got a lot more to give. Yeah, fingers crossed things go well, of course. You can follow this <laughs> remaining, these remaining few months uh, here of, of Leicester's season right here on LCFC TV and LCFC Radio. We'll have you covered for every single game. Uh, right, before the end of Extra Time, we always get our guests to pick one game that caught their eye uh, at the weekend. It could be from the Premier League. It could be from one of the FA Cup semi-finals. Matt, I know you've probably not had much chance to, uh, to watch any <laughs> football this weekend. I haven't been viewing too much, in all honesty, Patsy, no. I've been tucked up in bed. Um, haven't eaten for two days. It's about time I lost a bit of weight, isn't it? But um, anyway, I, well, obviously I've been keeping abreast of things. I mean, for me, I haven't seen the game. I haven't actually even seen the goals. But Ronaldo, yet another hat-trick for Man United. Ridiculous. <laughs> all the criticism he gets and Man United in general at the moment and most of it justified but he's just an unbelievable performer isn't he <laughs> I mean, he got a hat trick not so long ago and then again at the weekend uh, without him they really would be in a spot of bother wouldn't they really they've been out of the equation by now by some distance but he's been absolutely crucial for them but to keep performing like he does incredible I think uh, Walsh, what, what about you? Which, which game? Yeah, yeah it's got it's to be the, the uh, semi-final, the Liverpool and Man City game for me. You know, you look at Ronaldo first of all, though, I mean, getting a hat-trick is incredible. Um, and, but yeah, this game, uh, just just two teams uh, um, clearly better than any, everybody else in this league by a country mile, um, going toe-to-toe and... Uh, and Klopp is, um, is certainly showing some steel now and uh, it's a terrific battle between them two teams on all fronts from league to Champions League. So it's just it's fascinating to watch and, and, um, and look at two top-class teams you know, playing such, such a, a standard of football. It's in, incredible. And uh, you know, as you see, Sadio Mane uh, gets a couple of goals, Canate and... Uh, Man City got a bit of a consolation goal and, and nearly nicked something in the end. But uh, it, is, it is, it's just a fascinating battle from, from every front and, uh, and, and it's still going. It's going to go right to the, to the, to the wire um, in the league, the Champions League. So it's, uh, it's terrific. You've got two British clubs um, of this quality and standard that seem to be better than anybody in, in the world at the minute. Yeah, that's Pep against uh, Klopp. Uh, now we're going to do Walsh against Elliot uh, oh. in our football Jenga at the end of the show. Uh, Walsh, are you playing a depleted Matt? So I think you've got a chance here. Um, but he still can pull it out of the fire, but go on then. I'll, so you know how this it. works, Walsh. You each taking in turns to, to give me an answer on a theme. Uh, if it's wrong or if you repeat one, then you're out. Uh, obviously, it's the, the last man standing. Um, right, any player that was in uh, either of the two playing squads at the weekend. So the game between Leicester and Newcastle 
any player that either started or was on the bench um, in that game. Uh, Walsh, so you can uh, you can kick us, please. Uh, in the, in the squad, uh, Amate. Well, it's a good job you weren't doing goal scorers across the Premier League, mate. See, I'd have had to say Ronaldo three times, but, um, who did you say, Walsh? Oh, well, I've got a Marte, mate. I've got a Leicester player. Is that all right? This might be dragged out a little bit, this one, too, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, Burn. Van Dan Burn, is it Dan Burn? Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan Burn, sorry. Oh, is that his first name? <laughs> Dan Burn, is it? Yeah. Dan Burn, Dan Burn, Dan Burn. Dan, 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 right, Dan Burn, we've got it well, we've got it. <laughs> that's all men, that's all men, yeah? You know, you know. Luke Thomas. You're picking Leicester one. Should I pick Newcastle ones then? You can do whatever you want, Walter. This is a bit Joel easy Linton. for us, mate. Joel Linton. Yeah. James Justice. Um, Soy Bin Chu. I'll change your mind now because you might not know any Newcastle ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt said it already, Walter. Oh! Has he? Oh, I wasn't even thinking there, mate. Oh, does that count? What do you reckon, Max? We let I him off. It. I can change yeah. that, sure. Go on, Morsi, change it. Flipping egg. James Justin. No, <laughs> no he's going to say that. What's up with you? You're going through from the back, aren't you? Go on, then. Matt said, Matt said that one. Oh, oh, what am I thinking about? Come on, give me another one. Telemans. I can go anywhere now. Yeah, uh, One chance, that's it. Right. You've had two chances, mate. That's well, it, it's two. all over. Yeah. Oh, come on, no, no, no. Don't yeah, you've got one more chance, Walsh, so you make one more error. <laughs> <laughs> come on, then. Uh, dear. Uh, I've got to gather my thoughts, mate. Come on. Hall. I can go through loads. I wasn't, I just wasn't concentrating on your ones you were picking, sorry. Uh, Daka. Mindy. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Barnes. Perez. Lookman. He played well, by the way, Lookman. Madison. Yeah, well done. Albrighton. I didn't see the bench, you know. St. <clears throat> Maximan. Ian Nacho. Uh, target. Um, it was Albrighton. Albrighton was on the bench, wasn't he? Albrighton? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I, can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Why, have you done him again? Have you done Albrighton? Yeah. No, you said Albrighton. <laughs> <laughs> you've lost me, you've lost me in this. Go on. You, you, you've said Albrighton already, Walshie. Oh, God's sake, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, well, right, well, that's it. Three strikes, you can't give me any more chances than yeah. that. Sorry, you deserve it, but I've just, just lost the plot at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> 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 oh, dear, I'm not going to read out the ones you missed. They're made the Newcastle players, anyway. Castagne, uh, you could have had Chaldry, uh, Johnny Evans. Uh, you Johnny Evans. Bench, Ricardo, 
Michael missed as well. So, I, yeah. want, I wanted Matt to so feel better. That, so I've, I've, that's why I did that. I did it purposely just to make him feel better. Make to give him a laugh. Yeah, made me feel better. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, I hope it's uh, put a smile on uh, on Leicester fans' faces as well this <laughs> Thank you very much to both of you for, for giving up your bank holiday Monday for us um, uh, for extra time. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, and Matt, look, you are smiling. You can at least. Uh, <laughs> I'll be smiling for a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, cheers, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Right. See you later, yeah. See you later Will. See you, Matt.